0: Hi, this is Dr. Rubina Heptula with Dr. Atira Kaplan. And today uh, we are interested to talk about a syndrome called carpal tunnel syndrome. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Kaplan. Thank you very much for having me. So can you tell us what is carpal tunnel syndrome and um, something about uh, how it occurs?
1: So carpal tunnel syndrome is an inflammation of the median nerve. The median nerve is in the middle of your wrist, and when the nerve gets inflamed, it can cause symptoms of pain, numbness, tingling, a burning sensation, and you can experience those symptoms in the wrist and those symptoms can also radiate up into the forearm and down into the fingers. Uh, so a lot of people who have carpal tunnel syndrome uh, complain of a numbness, tingling sensation in their fingers. So do you think this is worse in the night or in the day? A lot of people find the symptoms worse when they wake up in the morning. And uh, that's because uh, the symptoms can get worse when the fluid builds up in the area, in the wrist area, making the carpal tunnel smaller. Uh, And um, when you're sleeping, you're not moving your hands and wrists as much. So the, uh, the fluid stays in that area and compresses the nerve even more.
0: So I just wanted to also ask one
1: thing. What is carpal and what is tunnel? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, So in the wrists, the bones of the wrists are called the carpal bones and then there's a ligament that lies over these bones. So the tunnel is formed by having the bones on one side, the ligament on the other side, and then the tendons run through uh, the that tunnel to the fingers. So those tendons are responsible for bending your fingers and extending your fingers. Uh, so the those tendons are really important and the nerve running through uh, that tunnel is also very important to give uh, strength and sensation to to those muscles. So what, when the that tunnel is made smaller, either by fluid in the area or by arthritis in the area, uh, then um, everything in that tunnel is getting inflamed and becomes painful.
0: Oh, I get it now. So whenever there is a constriction, of that tunnel uh, which is right near the wrist and then patients experience the pain because of that that swelling around it. Exactly. So uh, what are some of the causes that give people
1: carpal tunnel syndrome? So as I mentioned, anything that can cause a fluid buildup, so lack of mobility, hypothyroidism, pregnancy. A lot of times women during pregnancy experience carpal tunnel syndrome that resolves after um, they give birth. Uh, And also any um, repetitive motion activities, so people who knit a lot, or people who type a lot, or... um, Artists or any activity that's requiring a lot of bending of the wrist because the bending of the wrists down what we call flexion is going to compress the carpal tunnel is going to make that tunnel smaller and uh, when people have arthritis they may have bone spurs forming and that may make the tunnel smaller uh, so there are a lot of things that can lead to the symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome hmm. is it hereditary Uh, I'm not aware of that. Hmm.
0: Okay, Uh, what are some of the tests that you would do if you had these symptoms and a patient came to see you?
1: So the first thing that we do in the office is we do a physical examination. after we do a history, so we ask you about your symptoms and then we examine you, we do some tell we do some tests called Tinels and Fallons, and they'll be pressing on the carpal tunnel syndrome. I'll do activities that compress the carpal tunnel, I'll be pressing on the carpal tunnel, I'll do activities that compress the carpal tunnel to check based on those symptoms. And then based on what we find, if there's a suggestion of carpal tunnel syndrome, we can do a test called an EMG. It's a nerve conduction study. Um, And we look at um, how the nerve is sending the signals to the muscle. So it involves electricity and a thin needle to check um, how the muscles are accepting the nerve conduction. And this test can give us information about that median nerve that goes through the carpal tunnel. It can tell us if it seems like there are signs of damage, uh, whether there are signs of ongoing damage. Um, And we'll talk more about treatments later, but if there's ongoing damage, you want to be more aggressive in your treatments. I understand. And uh, how long have you been doing this EMG test? Uh, I started doing EMGs when I started PM&R residency back in 2015. That's amazing. You have a lot of
0: experience with EMG, and although people think that it's a painful test, you make it so easy for patients. I know that. Um, So what are some of the treatments you recommend for carpal tunnel syndrome?
1: Uh, So I like to start with therapy and moving those tendons that we talked about that are in the carpal tunnel. Um, as well as with uh, a wrist hand orthosis, which is like a brace that helps position the hand in a way that opens up the carpal tunnel as much as possible and prevents you from uh, flexing, from bending the wrist, especially when you're sleeping. You don't know what your hands are doing and they may be bending and compressing the carpal tunnel and that's why you wake up with more pain. So especially when sleeping, wearing these braces can help prevent you from compressing Pressing the carpal tunnel unknowingly. Uh, after we've tried these conservative uh, measures with um, with uh, bracing and therapy, um, uh, as well as acupuncture, uh, then we can go on to injections. Uh, we can do a steroid injection to the carpal tunnel. So around that nerve that's inflamed, we can put in some uh, a steroid. Um, And then if the symptoms persist or if we saw signs of Active damage to the nerve um, on the EMG, um, then I would recommend to speak to a hand surgeon to consider surgery. And in the surgery, they can um, make more space in the, in the carpal tunnel by that ligament that we spoke about that forms the roof of the tunnel. Um, that ligament can um, be opened up to provide more space in the, t- in the carpal tunnel.
0: So uh, how uh, long uh, do you think uh, that we should do these treatments? I feel like sometimes uh, patients just don't give enough time for the physical therapy and the acupuncture to uh, work and jump to doing surgery. So how long do you recommend that these conservative measures be
1: first utilized well, it's very patient dependent depending on what I see on physical exam, depending on what I see on the EMG, but these measures definitely do take time. Um, so it is wise to give the physical therapy and the acupuncture time to work because surgery is invasive. Any surgery has its risk it's best to only do the surgery if you've tried the other options adequately and they weren't enough for you
0: what are some of the risks
1: of surgery so uh it's a uh, best to ask your surgeon, um, but in general, uh, any time you go for surgery, um, there the the risks of bleeding. If you need anesthesia, there are risks of anesthesia. There's always a risk of infection. There's limitations that you have after surgery and restrictions, and you have to make sure that um, your, uh, the things that you have to do in your lifestyle, you'll be able to follow those restrictions.
0: And after you have the surgery, do you still have to wear the brace?
1: Um, generally, once you've healed up from surgery, um, you would likely no longer need the brace. Okay. And can
0: you have repeated uh, carpal
1: tunnel syndrome? Like you had
0: it last year. Can you have it again? And... Uh, you know, how, what is the incidence of recurrence of this disorder?
1: Absolutely. It definitely can recur. And um, it depends on your risk factors and what you're doing to keep them as low as possible. And um, So if you are, are someone who knits a lot um, and you keep bending the carpal tunnel, it's likely going to come back. If you have hypothyroidism that's uncontrolled, uh, you're more at risk of of it coming back. So uh, learning the exercises that the therapy teaches, um, using the uh, wrist hand orthosis, the brace, um, all those things will help prevent it from coming back. But if it does come back, you may need another round of therapy, another um, another course of acupuncture. Um, but that it does, that doesn't mean that it didn't work the first time. It just means that you're, um, your median nerve got inflamed again, which happens. So uh, I, I believe the
0: most important thing is prevention. So we never reach the phase of inflammation and carpal tunnel syndrome. And so what are some of the things that,
1: you know, people can do to prevent carpal tunnel syndrome in the first place? Absolutely, prevention is really important. Uh, so you wanna avoid repetitive activities. Um, you want to avoid activities that involve um, uh, compressing the carpal tunnel. So for example, with a traditional um, computer keyboard and computer mouse, the way your wrist is flexed is compressing the carpal tunnel. So they make ergonomic keyboards and computer mouses for this reason um, that help you avoid um, compressing the carpal tunnel. So people who work a lot on a computer and need to use a mouse especially but also the keyboard I highly recommend um, getting the modified ones
0: uh, I've also thought that perhaps uh, taking breaks you know and doing some hand exercises which we plan to show in a link below uh, to our YouTube video uh, may help what do you think
1: I agree uh, taking breaks is always good to allow the muscles to reset time to uh, to relax and stretch those muscles before you're using them again is always important and uh, doing regular stretching activities is very useful especially as we age all our uh, muscles become less elastic and stretching becomes even more important
0: yeah I think also it will help the eyes because we will take a break from staring at the screen. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> so in the future, uh, what are some of the other topics you're going to discuss uh, related to
1: hand and wrist? Yeah, so there are a lot of conditions that can cause pain in the area of the hand and the wrist. And some of those topics that I plan to cover in the future are trigger finger, De tinocinobitis, tenosinobitis, and basal joint arthritis.
0: That would be great. I think that uh, in this new year, we can start uh, you know, taking care of the little things that are very important in our life. And those are fingers and hands and wrists. And so I'm going to say thank you and uh, for this very informative talk today. And I look forward to our future uh, podcasts. And uh, everyone, uh, please, Uh, Take the time to subscribe to our channels on YouTube and for podcasts. And we are also on Facebook. So we have two locations, one in Scarsdale, 1075 Central Park Avenue, and Mamaroneck. We are on 535 East Boston Post Road. Our phone number is 914-472-2700, or you can contact us on info at mmrclinic.com. This is Dr. Heptula and Dr. Kaplan now signing off and Happy New Year and we'll see you in a few weeks again with another podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.